Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The hideaway is open tonight. I licked at it or whatever. You know, quicksand is that the equivalent is made out of dicks, dicks, dicks. Popping in for a little hello and some tea. It's tea a time, people. Catch up. What's been going on? Yeah. I know. I mean, not a lot, I guess. I've just been watching a lot of Love Island USA. <laughs> I meant what's going on with the Islanders, but yes, also mm. what's been what's going on with you. Islanders are important. No, yeah. <laughs> so today we're gonna be talking um briefly about a little bit of like what's to come for our schedule. And the bulk of the episode will be a longer version of our segment, High Tea, where we discuss all the recent gossip and conflicts, podcasts that have been occurring within the Love Island universe. If you guys are newer here to our podcast and have just joined us this season, during our last off season, we did a lot of interviews called Gather Around the Fire Pit. And within those interviews, we did a segment called High Tea. You should go check some of those interviews out if you haven't. But we're just going to be doing a high tea episode for you today. Yeah, which is essentially where we go over different news items that have come out in the Love Island universe and go through some recaps of interviews and podcasts that the Islanders have done since their time on the show. So before we get into high tea, to discuss our upcoming schedule. So we are going to be releasing our Love Island United States recap on september 14th mm-hmm. that is just going to be like i said before a broad strokes episode talking about the whole whole season in general it's going to include some of our takeaways our thoughts our feelings etc our mvps our most toxic islander of the season am i only 16 episodes in and i already know who my most toxic <laughs> islander is Yes. Ooh. <laughs> I can't wait to find out, Ari. Things change after episode 16. Gabe has been like watching some of the episodes. He walks into the room and he goes, Is Bergie still on? <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, yeah. But he was like, oh, my God, are you voting? And I was like, no, because I'm not fucking watching it live. But I, uh, I in the future, listen, there's been a lot of buzz about this season. Mara and I have had a little right. bit of regret about not doing our weekly recaps. But I think I said this before. I'll say it again. If you are a Love Island producer and you were listening to this podcast and you are anyone that has decision-making power in the schedule of the airing of these shows – Make them not overlap. Like, what the f- – not fair. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I know. So, anyway. It's <sighs> been a slog of Love Island content the past few months. We need you guys to vote on our Instagram. We're pretty sure Love Island Australia and Love Island Games will be airing at the same time. At least partially. Right. We both have day jobs. So <laughs> – this yes. is our hobby that we love, and we want to keep doing this for as much as, as possible. But um, we do have to, like, you know, we only have so much time in the day. So what we want to do is we want you guys to vote on – there'll be some sort of coverage for both, right? It, it's not sure. going to be the exact same. It's not going to look the same for both of them. But there there will be some sort of coverage for both. So don't worry about that. But which one do you want us to focus on more? So – we know that Australia airs every day. Love Island Games will also be airing every day. Love Island Games will also be out Wednesday, November 1st. That's the air date. We don't have an air date yet for Australia. Officially November 1st. And since Love Island Games is a bit of a newer format, I will just read a quick little blurb about what it is going to be about so that everyone can start to ponder and consider, do I want them to be doing twice weekly recaps of this or do I want them to be doing twice weekly recaps of Australia? I don't know because I don't know what Love Island Games is. What is Love Island Games? Well, the new series will bring together fan favorite Islanders from various Love Island shows across the globe usa uk australia and beyond which is fun they might be some people that we don't even know to Maybe fiji so they'll be rained on Back in fiji. the whole time for a second shot at love as they compete in a cheeky brand new format in hopes of being crowned champions champions the Islanders will be faced with both team and couple challenges, all while they'll be navigating dating, eliminations, recoupling, dramatic rivals, and new competition twists and turns like never before. Honestly, if I were to read that little blurb, I think it could just be a description of Love Island. I know. It's basically Love Island, but with everybody. It's basically Love Island All-Stars, World Stars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway... Look into it. Think about it. We will be releasing that poll on September 14th when our USA episode drops. And we cannot wait to hear your thoughts about what you would prefer for us to dive into. And we're looking forward to it either way. Yeah. So if you're not following us on social media, do it so that you can participate in this poll. Exactly. At She's Got the Chat on Instagram, TikTok, threads, and Twitter, and YouTube. <laughs> and YouTube. We have like two shorts on YouTube. Oh my god. Like <laughs> I actually didn't know that you'd put anything on YouTube. Yeah, I, th- I put like a couple clips from our episodes. Oh my god, amazing. So yeah, follow us at She's <laughs> Got the Chat on every social media platform and rate, review, subscribe to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Yes, please share with a friend. Share to your Instagram stories. That is the best way for us to bring you the most content possible. Mm-hmm. Yep. And if you ever do want us to be recapping two simultaneous seasons, Venmo us so we can quit our day jobs. Yes, big time. Big time. The more <laughs> you guys share this, because obviously we're providing this service for free, the more you guys share it, the more popular it will get. And then the more... Uh, we could get ads or better guests, and the more the podcast grows, then we can have more time to do this. <laughs> Correct. And listen, if you leave us a review on Apple, if you leave us five stars on Spotify, and if you follow us on all social media platforms and you send us screenshots of proof of all of this and a screenshot of you mm. sending the podcast to a friend – I will personally Venmo you $5. Oh, my God. You're going to pay them? <laughs> oh, yeah. God, Ari. <laughs> <laughs> How about this? I will send you a sticker. 
Okay. Guys, just follow us on socials. <laughs> okay. Do it. Without further ado. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's, let's chat. chat. <laughs> okay. Okay. Welcome to High Tea. Our first order of business is Will and Jesse just got two cute new goat pets. Yeah. They're adorable. We, we were talking about this as we went to hit record because I opened my Instagram app and saw a photo of them holding goats. And what I think is most important personally regarding the news that Will and Jesse are taking the next step in the relationship is that we are vindicated. We are were right they are a strong couple from season nine no one believed in it no one thought that jesse's feelings were real eat it look at those goats have you ever seen anything fucking cuter than will and jesse and their new goats i haven't they're so cute they're very cute they're really great it's also a beautiful parasocial play because they did not announce the names and i imagine that that might be the next move Ooh, good point yes good point Okay, so our next bit of business is about a video that Kai and Sanam actually released that brings up a very interesting topic. So Kai and Sanam put out a video answering a bunch of questions. It was basically like, your questions, our answers. That's the name of the video. It's on YouTube. They got a question about why did they not do any like daytime talk shows, photo shoots for magazines, really big public advertisements and interviews after they won and they said that they don't know why and that they're obviously aware of the fact that winners prior to them and after and they're talking about Jess and Sammy here mm-hmm. got a lot of those opportunities and Kind Sanam were not offered many of those opportunities they speculate maybe it's because we aren't that dramatic or what people thought we would be. Or maybe they're not white. Right. Right. So I think it's really important to notice, to note that Jess and Sammy got that whole OK Magazine thing. They were on like Good Morning America or not Good Morning America. I think the British version of Good Morning America. Good Morning UK. Good morning, UK, I guess, maybe. And also Molly and Zach have been getting a lot of mainstream media attention as well they also got a whole spread in okay magazine but tyreek and ella and whitney and Lockin have not and molly and zach came in fourth right so it's very clear i think when you put it in all that context together it is because all these people who are not getting this attention or opportunities because they're not white yay uh, it's like unfortunately incredibly blatant racism. I'm almost shocked to see it. You would think that someone would have a little bit more like tact about this. I don't think racists have tact. Fair enough. <laughs> the rest of that video was kind of boring to watch. And I got to say, it was really funny. Like Sanam is obviously gorgeous, but during the whole video, she's spending so much time like fluffing her hair and like, <laughs> looking at herself. I was like, girl, stop. You look so vain. <laughs> That's funny. It was really funny. It's worth watching actually just to see that. <laughs> Ugh, but she's gorgeous, so I get it. All right, tell me about Will and his fallout from the other Musketeers. Yes. So to go back to Will, yeah, I did do a TikTok about this. You guys might have seen some of this. But basically, it came out that Will had unfollowed Kai, Ron, Casey, and Tom. On Instagram. On Instagram. I had heard this as a rumor. I went ahead and checked myself. It was true. (laughs) And I did a little digging. I did a little bit of digging. And Will actually came out eventually. So this was actually at India's Pretty Little Thing clothing line launch. Someone interviewed Will or someone talked to Will at the party. And Will said that he's no longer following them because when Ron, Kai, Tom, and Casey went out to Sheesh, which is a Turkish restaurant in like outside of London, they took Will out of the group chat. 
They removed him from the group chat. Why was Ron in the group chat? I don't know. I mean, I guess they're all, I mean, they're all friends because they were on the same season together, but. Yeah, but like when you say the group chat, I would think of like a Three Musketeers group chat with Casey, Will, and Tom. Yeah, I would think that too, but maybe they've expanded <laughs> to the Bold five. as fuck of Ron. Now four. Bold as fuck. And then no one like said anything to Will. No one like added him back. It was just this like petty little move. And so then Will was like, all right, well, fuck this. I am not really that interested in hanging out with them. I've been focusing on my relationship with Jesse and the farm. And that is just kind of where I want to leave my priorities. He kind of implied that the other boys were like living it up and like being lads. Yeah, they all are single now other than Will. So I think that's a definitely a big piece of it. Yes. And Kai. Right. But I mean, out of that group of boys that we're discussing. Well, Kai was involved with this, too. Okay. Yeah, which is unfortunate. I feel like he probably was just like, I don't know what to do. I'm just going to sit back and not engage. Yeah. But that is that. Ari, do you want to tell us about the next one? Yeah. So we never really discussed on the podcast, but we discussed a lot on our social media about the breakup and fallout of Ekansu and Davide. So let's just give a little bit of context for people who don't follow us on social media. Ashley's got the chat everywhere. Follow us if you don't. But if you haven't been and you haven't seen the things that we've posted about it, there was a public breakup between Ekansu and Davide where Davide released a statement on his Instagram stories And there was also this kind of controversy where there was a video circulating of like Davide out doing cocaine basically is what was implied. Right. And a whole like weird fallout of their relationship. When was that? Maybe like a month ago. Yeah, a month or two ago. Yeah. And we now know that they are – potentially back together but we know for sure that they are on vacation in turkey together davide posted a happy birthday to ekansu which was the first kind of inkling of this but since then they've posted other other things of each other and i mean every single comment on both of their photos that they've posted recently has been like these photos are even better knowing who took them like it's just yeah it's a thing yeah like they're like sunbathing together next to a pool yeah like going out to multiple dinners together i didn't really think anything of it when i first saw the birthday post i was like oh okay they're like rekindling their friendship he's taking her out for dinner for her birthday but then i saw all the other posts and i was like oh this is like a thing (laughs) yeah his birthday post was something like even though we've been through so many ups and downs, I still wanted to make this day really special for you. And it was a picture of her with like a little birthday cake thing. So anyway, yeah. we'll continue to keep our eyes on that one. I, yes, we will. Uh, I, I hate how Davide has handled himself through this whole thing. And I think Ekansu deserves a better, but I also stand. So I feel very conflicted. Remember there was all those, like, cheating allegations? Yeah. Also? I didn't take that super seriously. Yeah. I know. I just feel bad. Yeah. But I'm with you. I do, like, I really like them together. I can't help it. Yeah. I mean, they're the hottest couple to ever come off of the show. I know. And they both have good personalities. That's crazy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Tell me about Abby and Mal. All right, so recently, Abby and Mal went on the Not My Bag podcast. Mal talked a little bit about her previous job. She actually used to work for Heat World and Grazia, which are two like big media companies in the UK that post a lot of stuff about Love Island, hmm. and they have like a whole podcast and everything. So I thought that was really interesting. She's clearly like tied into that world. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they both got on the show. Mal said that her management did an interview for her with the for the winter one but she didn't make it so she ended up being really glad that she made it onto the summer because she said quote no one watches winter (laughs) yeah abby says that she had applied years ago but received a dm through instagram 
They both loved the show. They talked a little bit about who was having sex in the villa. Mal says that apparently, like, people apparently thought that her and Sammy had had sex because of the way things were clipped together. And I was, like, really surprised to hear this because I never thought that had happened. Mm-mm. Right? No, we never thought that. Yeah. So I was confused about that, but she said that absolutely did not happen. Okay, so Ella B and Mitch, they did an interview. I cannot recall with whom, but they were asked who was the most intimate in the villa. Yeah, they were asked who was having the most sex. Right. And they said Scott and Abby. And so Abby addresses this here and she says, apparently me and Scott, but she said, absolutely not. He wouldn't even hold my hand. Now, I was reading a lot of this in the Reddit thread about this video. And someone did bring up the fact that obviously we did see Abby and Scott like kissing in bed and like doing other slightly intimate things. So it's kind of like, do I believe that they were having sex? No, but it's not like he wouldn't touch her. I know, but that is her whole narrative about it. It's so strange. Yeah, I know. Abby didn't say that it's questionable, but Tink implied that she might have gotten fingered by Montel and Casa. Hmm. And they claim to not know whether or not other people were having sex, but they would always hear everyone kissing in bed. So. Okay. Abby did say that her and Mitch talked after the reunion and things are really fine between them. And she says they get along very well and she can see a friendship with him. I just want to say we're recording this on Friday, August 25th. I have five days until I owe Ari $5. (laughs) Yep. And that $5 will be going right to one of our listeners that sends us proof (laughs) of all the things aforementioned. Oh, God. Okay. So, but anyway, so she says that she could be friends with Mitch, which I, I found interesting. I still think that like... Okay, I'm not going to make another bet, but I still think that at some point in the future, we're going to see them at minimum canoodling somewhere out, and it's going to be rumored. Ooh, I actually, can you put a timeline on it? (laughs) I'm going to give it four months. Okay, within the next four months, we don't have to put money on it. We will see Mitch and Abby canoodling. Canoodling. I know, I need him and LLB to break up, though. Yeah, I think they will. How much better would it be if him and Ella B didn't break up and they still were caught canoodling? <gasps> so much better. So we don't need love... them to break up necessarily. You're right. We don't. <laughs> I actually kind of think that might be a more likely scenario to occur. I totally agree. <laughs> Messy Mitch IRL. <laughs> Messy Mitch, right. That's what I'm saying. Abby shared that after the reunion, most of them went out to party. And that she was supposed to share a room with Amber, but then Amber left earlier. So Abby ended up sharing a room with Scott around 7 a.m. Abby says that she asked Scott to spoon, but he said, quote, get away from me. Oh, my God. Why would she say that? Why would would she she volunteer that that information? (laughs) That's what I'm saying. A lot of the comments were like, you couldn't even torture that out of me. (laughs) (laughs) I would never share that information. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. So I don't know. That's that. But they also talked about Amber's age, and that wasn't really addressed. Abby just kind of says that Scott usually goes for older women. Any thoughts, takeaways? Yes. Why would Abby (laughs) say that? I don't know. Apparently, when they recorded this episode, like one of the first things they say is that they had all the the hosts and Abby and Mal had gone out the night before and they were all hungover. Oh, they also like talked over each other a lot during this interview. Oh, it was God. kind of a bit of a mess. I know. Get your podcast together, ladies. I know. Well, it's not. Yeah, it was this. It was a guy and a girl no. hosting the pod. Okay, it wasn't great. Well, I listened to one episode of Toby's podcast with Zach. His podcast, of course, is Fancy a Chat. And it's so funny because I looked up the like TLDR on Reddit after I listened to this podcast. And my main takeaway was like this was 
useless and I wish I didn't listen. And the TLDR that somebody <laughs> wrote up was like, there was so much good stuff in this interview. And I was like, really? Oh, wow. Anyway, so I will give you a brief overview of Zach on the pod. He starts off by talking about how he didn't really think he was going to go far on this show and he only prepared to be there for a few weeks, but he always wanted to be on Love Island. Sounds like he was a fan. He was DM'd by a producer initially and then they kind of bond over how many interviews they have to go through to get on the show. Prior to coming in, he was in a hotel for a week and he keeps referring to his chaperone, which I think is funny. Him and Toby both called uh-huh. like the producer that they were with, I guess, during their quarantine prior to going on the show, their chaperone and how yeah. they both really liked their chaperones, which made it better than it That's could good. have been. Zach wanted to be the first bombshell, which I think is interesting. His strategy, Toby was like, oh, yeah, you want to go in and steal someone's girl? And he was like, no, because like at that point, no one is anyone's girl. Ah, yeah. He talked about Molly being dumped, of course, and he was like, I did want to leave with her, but I felt like I couldn't because I'd only been there for a week and a half and I wanted the full Love Island Mm -hmm. experience. And then he talks about how he had this kind of – like benchmark in his mind of like, I just have to make it like through Casa more. And Toby like verifies that that is a common sentiment of like, yeah, like you want to get through Casa more, which I think is interesting. I think that at that point they know that they're kind of like a solidified character on the show. Right. He says that when Katie rejected him for that kiss on the terrace, his first thought was I'm a meme. (laughs) He's so aware. Uh, yes exactly exactly you have to be in that kind of situation i think I, I otherwise i think you end up being a little bit more like an abby kind of just like aimlessly vibing if you will <laughs> i don't know because i feel like abby is leaning so much into this like you said earlier in this episode even like they obviously did kiss and do stuff in bed that we saw but her whole narrative was like he refuses to touch me or hold my hand right so I think that she's trying to create her narrative for herself in her own way. It's just not necessarily one that we agree with. Right. So after Molly left, he says that he was just kind of playing along and he keeps saying that he feels like lightning doesn't strike twice and I'm not even going to try to be struck by lightning a second time. He's implying here that his he knew his connection with Molly was stronger than anything else he was going to experience in the villa with anyone else. And again, he's like, I wasn't going to attempt it, but I wanted to get to Casa. Yeah. Can I just quickly say that, like, yeah. since they've come – Molly and Zach have come out of the villa and I've gotten to, like, see them on socials, I can totally see why they're a match. Yeah. I feel like I saw that on the show even. I feel like I saw it on the show, but I feel like I, feel like I didn't really get to see Zach's personality to, like, its full extent. Mm-hmm. Like, I have – with him on social like Mm -hmm. he's actually very funny and has like a very big personality and i felt like he was very chilled on the show i mean i I, they both seem like two peas in a pod like they both seem like big personalities yeah again my money is on them to last out of anyone from this season i think they will i believe in them i do too (laughs) Just a few more things from this, really not anything too crazy. He does say that he saved his declaration, like his declaration of love at the end is when he wanted to make things official between them because he knew that the voting would pretty much be over by then and he didn't want to do it as a play. He wanted to do it as a like moment, actually a moment for him and Molly. What? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't think the voting is over. Is the thing. It's the not. voting is not over because you vote the day of the finale. Like we got to see their final dates where he says, I love you, mm-hmm. which is still a move that's going to get you votes. As is making it official during your declaration. Official. So it's just right. kind of which a just gonna bump statement. you for the finale votes. Yeah, I don't know. I like yeah. how he tried to spin that, but not going to get past us. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm so for TRR. And we're like, um, the voting was still open when you did that, Zach, 100%. 100% the vote was open. The, what we had discussed before yes. is Kai and Sanam, when they literally were sitting down for their interview after fourth and third place had been announced, Kai or yeah. Sanam said, 
that she loved him. I love you. That was yep. legitimately a for the right reasons play could not have impacted the vote in any way. Yep. Exactly. That's what you should have done, Zach, if you wanted this to be believable. <laughs> hey, respect the game. <laughs> yeah. Throughout the podcast, he again talks about what drew him to Molly and liking her because she's a good girl, which I just absolutely hate. Mm, barf. He likes that she has goals. I'm like, okay, well, like, what do you think of what? women? <laughs> he likes that she has goals. Is he trying to say that he likes that she's ambitious? I think so. Because, like, I would hope that everyone, everyone would have some kind of goal. At least one goal. Everyone who is in that villa has goals for their time in that villa, whether it be finding oh, love yeah. and or getting Instagram followers. But also just as, like, a human being, I would hope that everyone has at least one goal. Right. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> what do you think of women? Because it's an insane thing to say. It is. Oh, he must be an ambitious. Yeah. And then the last thing that I took note of <laughs> is he – shout out Molly for hitting a million followers on TikTok. And Did she? Good for her. Yeah. I mean, she had, like, over half a million coming in, so I'm not super oh, okay. surprised. But – he talks about how he loves the vibe that she's putting out for girls. And if he had a daughter, he would want his daughter to be watching the kind of stuff that Molly is putting out. <laughs> okay. That's nice. So this episode just came out of Fancy a Chat with Tyreek, like, as we're recording this. And so we have not had an opportunity to listen to it, but we did find the TLDR. So we'll go over that and see if there's any good tea. Yes. The first thing that sticks out to me <laughs> that I texted you about that is fucking hilarious yeah. is Tyreek talking about being cool with Scott and loving that Scott brought nicotine pouches to the villa. <laughs> Way to call him out as one of the people who vapes. <laughs> Can they not vape? Not on screen. It's actually funny that he said this, uh, that Tyreek said this about Scott because I watched a live that Scott did and someone asked him who in the Villa vapes, and he was like, "Haha, like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna put those people on blast." Clearly, it was himself. <laughs> oh, they're allowed to smoke; they just have to go to the front of the villa to do it, right? And I think they have to go individually. It used to be yes. for those who want to go back and watch the old seasons; they were all chain smoking cigs at all times, and yeah. then it changed to where they could go and smoke out in, in the front and had to be alone because obviously they don't want people having conversations off camera it is interesting that i mean i understand that they're not showing it because they don't want to perpetuate smoking mm -hmm. but it is funny that it's like this is happening on like a large scale despite that yeah that it's like a thing <laughs> that they're all doing but it's just not being addressed right right yeah i agree <laughs> this is a little bit of a tangent but it's a short and small one i am a school social worker for our listeners who do not know and i received in my mailbox today a nicotine promotional pouch. no i wish uh, a <laughs> promotional magazine a promotional magazine of themed items that you can purchase one of which is a drawstring backpack that says my extreme commitment is living drug free stop <laughs> and i thought that was so fucking funny <laughs> I'm kind of like kind of 2023 dare like look at yes that's what Ari that's exactly what it is it's <laughs> it's 2023 dare like literally I have to show I, I'll text you this picture but I, I will show you the whole magazine tomorrow when I'm back at or Monday when I'm back at work um but I was like my extreme commitment is living drug free. I, I was like, it is an extreme commitment to live drug free. To I'm be trying fair. to think like if I, my extreme commitment is Love Island, I would say. Love Island. <laughs> oh, I got it. That is definitely an extreme commitment as well. Oh, I'm dying the way that this woman Isn't is that so modeling funny? the bag Holding is so weird. Like... Do you think that this would make the kids feel less comfortable with you i do yeah yeah absolutely you know how many kids i talked to about smoking weed in school last year <laughs> that more than one 
More than fucking one. <laughs> I can imagine. Like they would they would show up and I'd be like, You smell like weed. And they're like, I didn't do anything. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. Yes, you did. They'd be like, Miss Cassidy, how do you know what weed smells like? <laughs> that's literally yes that's like, oh, how do you know how do you know i'm like i don't live under a fucking rock <laughs> my extreme commitment I, may be living drug free but people around me don't have that same extreme commitment so i have smelled it before <laughs> it's also like now hey shout out it's now legal in maryland oh yeah as of like very recently july 1st he goes on to say that his only regrets from his time on the show were saying fuck Jess and Casa more and shush to Whitney during movie night, I believe it was. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was never that deep with Ella B, and there was really never any history between them to even be chatting about. He talks about how if Ella had kissed Uzi outside of any challenges during Casa, then he truly would have been done. This is giving Mitch week one. <laughs> like, yeah. It, never talk this, to me again i'll be done if you do this they did they talked <laughs> about that during zach's interview with toby and and laughed about it toby was like that was nice. the fucking funniest thing i've ever seen like that scene of mitch <laughs> in bed saying that to molly doesn't sound like uh zach has rewatched the show oh interesting he should yeah. that's not entirely true because again i saw uh a story that he did someone asked him about something he would change and he said that he says the word broski too much oh uh, well i mean jess's stepdad love island super fan came in being like what's up zach broski 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 like i think it was pretty that's clearly true his thing. <laughs> good, good point <laughs> but that's stupid too because it's your branding so you shouldn't do that less zach true tyreek says that he was never going to leave the show after the casa recoupling of course and uh, he's no one's dad and he never forced anyone to do anything. I assume that this is in them having a conversation about the Casa. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Him posturing in Casa and having Sammy and Montel go and make out with people. He just wanted to live through the other guys during Casa and not have any regrets. Mm-hmm. Yes. Classic. That was clear. <laughs> <laughs> He says that he was not a game player. He was honest and true to himself, and he doesn't know how to be fake. He says that him and Ella have been lazy on looking for an apartment, but it's still going to happen. And he's not really sure what he wants to do, but would love to get paid for being himself. (laughs) I love – that is maybe my favorite way of saying I want to be an influencer. Listen, I would also love to get paid for being myself. (laughs) Yeah. I can't imagine that anyone in the universe would turn that down, in fact. It's so funny. I want to get paid for being myself. <laughs> it's very funny. And then he says that he wants to continue doing music, and he says that he wrote Whitney's verse in Bad Bitch. I'm, sh- like, sad to hear that, actually. Yeah. I really, really wanted that to be, like, Whitney's She apparently wrote, added one line... And they don't update when they're going to release the song. This is the one thing that the person that wrote this TLDR chose to bold. (laughs) Bold. Yeah. I am wondering when they will release that. It doesn't take that long to put out. I mean, guys, we put out a podcast twice a week. (laughs) It doesn't take that long. You want me to to edit the song or something? Give it to me. (laughs) (laughs) It'll be on all of your podcast streaming platforms by morning, Tyreek. She's got the chat at gmail.com. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he says that the final episode was one of his favorites because it felt so real and they could really interact with their fans for the first time, which I imagine is a wild feeling. He really yeah. wanted to win with Ella, obviously, but he said that all the couples were strong and nobody really knew who was going to win. T- could not agree more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He says that him and Ella were shocked to be third place, but quickly fixed their faces because they remembered that they were on camera, which is so funny because no, they didn't. Yeah. his. I mean, we all saw their faces when Literally. they sat down. Yeah. Yeah. There was that whole meme. <laughs> he says that Ella was rooting for both Jess and Whitney, but ultimately wanted Whitney to win, and Tyreek was rooting for Sammy. He told Sammy that day that him and Jess were going to win, and Sammy didn't believe him. Interesting. Interesting. I am shocked that they had an inkling on that. 
I wonder why he thought that. I sure as fuck didn't. Because <laughs> he was like, it's going to be one of the white couples and it's probably not going to be Zach and Molly. Uh, maybe they knew that the vote was going to get split between Ty mm-hmm. and Ella and Whitney and Lockin. Tyreek and Ella and Whitney and Lockin, I'm sure, knew what was happening to them as we watched it happen. And as we discussed on yeah. the show, what was happening to them was them being pitted against each other. And also, I think there was, like, some competition internally that came out in the four of them knowing that they were all crowd favorites at one point, not at the very end, I guess. Right. Tyreek says that he was contacted by producers to do the show for years, even before Toby's season, and he didn't want to do it because he didn't think that he was the type of person that should be on the show. Hmm. And he says Love Island didn't really have people like him on. I don't understand what that means. I I would say that they did. (laughs) I think he means black people. They always have been like I know they've always had people of color. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's gotten better and more diverse, but I just don't think that's true. But maybe, maybe he's like, I don't want to go and be like the black sacrificial lamb, which is something that we've talked about that Sideman has kind of coined. I would say uh, regarding how how they can often treat black islanders on the show. So maybe that was more. He was like. Not like I'm not the kind of person that should be on the show, but like I don't want to be put in the role that they're probably going to put me in if I go on this show, which is probably smart of him to wait and go on when he did. Yeah, I agree. I mean, especially if he was getting contacted before Toby's season. You and I talked about this during our OG Islander breakdown, but when they started adding more diverse people onto the show, more people of color onto the show, that was like season four, three. I guess it might have been season three. And so then, and then Toby was season five, seven, right. So I don't know. That's like a long stretch of time where like Tyreek might've been like, I, I'm seeing like maybe a couple people who look like me on this show. Not nearly as many as we saw like this season, for example. Yeah. I mean, the other thing is he's 24. So if they were asking him to go on for years, I could understand him not wanting to go on at like 21 or 20. Definitely true. Yeah. He shares that he always wanted. Oh, oh, this is actually interesting. He was supposed to Mm -hmm. do it for the winter series, but it was during the middle of the season. So it didn't work out. That doesn't make sense to me. The ball person wrote that. Oh, got it. Mm. Middle of the football season. He wanted to be an OG Islander, but sometimes wished that he could have come in as a bombshell because he thought that he'd have fun with that and he'd be a good one. And I have to agree. I totally agree. Yeah. He'd be a great bombshell. He talked a little bit apparently about being deaf in one of his ears and how that affected him on the show. And he said he obviously had to tell producers and they were super accommodating and that they would have people sit on the side of his good ear during moments when they all had to gather around the fire pit. Got. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, speaking of, have you noticed how fucked up the Pagotfis and Kaigotfis are on US? Yes. Okay, we'll discuss further. Yes, I have. (laughs) (laughs) I think there's a very fine line between mixing it up and the ceremonial structure of the game that must be walked delicately yes i completely agree he talks about ella and what he loves about her says that she can read a room extremely well and he had a feeling that ella would come back with someone after casa which is interesting Mm-hmm. He says that to this day he doesn't understand or agree with it, but he can see her point of view on why she would do something like that. And he said that he really liked the Casa girls and got on with Danielle the most, who I do not even remember. I don't either. I was like, who the fuck is Danielle? Yeah. <laughs> he said he considered bringing her back as a friendship thing, which is so funny because you don't do that shit with a Casa bomb. He never would have done that. That would have been such a bad play. He would not have had a leg to stand on in that situation with Ella and Uzi. So I totally don't believe him. Yep. He says that he knew flirting with Katie would get a rise out of Ella. And he was waiting for her to react when he was stroking Katie's hair and stuff like that. I love the just super mature relationship (laughs) vibes. And he said that he did it because he needed to do something to get 
payback for her bringing back Uzi. Woo. I hate <laughs> that. Same. I mean, obviously, you and I were like, he's doing this on purpose. He's being petty on purpose. It's just such a bad idea. I mean, if he says he's not a game player, this is very proof of that because this is a terrible play. So toxic. The toxic yeah. relationship shit. Exactly. <laughs> and then the last thing on here is that during the grafties, he felt genuinely upset and confused why they didn't understand what he meant when he told Bombshella, shame, it was our last kiss. And he said that his head was already gone from that. So anyone would have caught smoke from him after that. And it just happens to be Whitney and Locken. He said that he should have saved his anger for Mitch that night after he made that comment about Ella being jealous, which I don't hmm. remember. So that's that. Yeah. Not a ton of wild tea coming out, Mara. Nothing super shocking, but like interest. Some of it's interesting to like ponder. Yeah, I feel like we got so much more after season nine. Did we? I'm just remembering like the high tea segments that we did. I feel like there were some bombshells. The Shaq and Tanya stuff that came out after that ended was really fascinating. Right. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of specifically. I feel like, I mean, obviously the Sammy and Tom breakup was also kind of interesting too, but that was kind of it, I feel like. Yeah, that's true. We might get some tea in the next few months as inevitably some of these couples split up. Yeah. Oh, so interesting. I know. I can't wait to see if so. I'm also feeling a lot more confident. I know that I gave Whitney and Locken only three months, but I am feeling so much more confident about their relationship. <laughs> you were really swayed <laughs> by their astrological compatibility. I got really swayed by that. I cannot lie. <laughs> but they like hang out a lot. They seem to have so much fun together. Locken has been putting out cooking videos i'm obsessed with it he put out a video ari of how to make his famous cheese cheese toasty toasty. from the villa i saw that was literally the if if we had parasocial plays of the week that is my parasocial play of the week that was absolutely incredible like just such a good move looked such such when they say oh i want a cheese toasty or whatever that is not what i imagined i imagined them like microwaving american cheese on the top of Uh, on top of a slice of bread and i do think that that is some people's version of a cheese toasty so this is like a freaking this is a grilled cheese this had like a ton of shit on it it was complex very complex yes okay well the last thing that we want to talk before we wrap up the episode about is our favorite islander from season (sighs) 10 (laughs) not whitney i'm of course talking about scott Scottisha, as you all like to call him. And where is he? He is in Fiji for Love Island USA. The main thing I wanted to cover with this, because obviously we will talk about his specific plays while he is in game on our USA recap. But a lot of people were wondering when Scott got the offer to go on USA, because Mm -hmm. obviously he was at the UK reunion and then he was in L.A. for about a week being like, oh, you guys will see what's coming. I really thought that he was going to be on Love Island Games. I did not even clock the fact that he could possibly be on Love Island USA. But USA allows families to run their socials while they're in the villa. So Mm -hmm. his family did an AMA. Someone asked, when did he get the offer to go in the USA? His family said there's been a lot of rumors circulating, but he was asked a few days after leaving the UK villa and had to make a decision within 24 hours so by the time the reunion, by the time of the reunion, it was already signed and sealed and all the other Islanders were aware of it and supportive of his decision. So obviously people are very upset because of the Catherine stuff. Ugh. I don't know. Something tells me he won't find love in USA. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> so don't, you know, just hold on. Just hold on, guys. He'll be back in the UK soon enough and he'll be back with Catherine. It's acting. If they <laughs> all knew that he was going on the show, then that whole thing of like, well, they won't, they with Catherine and him when they got interviewed was a total bullshit sandwich. I don't know if it's necessarily acting. Like, he might like love flirting with Catherine. That's probably all it is. It's just a lot of flirtation. But yeah, like, he's obviously not trying to seriously date her right now because he has to go on this other show. Yeah. And attempt to, quote unquote, find love, but he's not going to. 
They threw him in during week six, the last week. How honestly embarrassing for him to even say yes to that. I am kind of surprised he said yes. I guess like the mindset was very much like I might as well ride the wave. But it is also funny, though, that he like said all that shit about Katie coming back on (laughs) and then and then to like do it, literally do it himself like three weeks later. Yeah, but it wasn't, you know, eight seasons later. It was it's totally different. Which one is worse? (laughs) His is worse. His is worse, right? Yeah. I agree. Anyway, I, like, actually can't talk about Scott anymore, and I know we're going to have to, but I think that (laughs) is uh, it for our episode. That's it, guys. That is all of our tea, but hot updates will always be on our TikTok. I've been putting out a lot of videos lately. It's worth a follow. It's worth a follow. Uh, She's got the chat. Yep. All right. Well, thank you all for joining us today, and we will see you again on September 14th. Yes, we cannot wait to break down all things Love Island US. We will chat with you then. Yeah. See you then. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Please follow us at She's Got the Chat on Instagram and TikTok. Rate and review us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Can't wait to chat next week. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Are you ready for truly hydrated skin? Meet Hyaluronic Body Serum, a breakthrough in body care from Osea. It's clinically proven to instantly increase hydration by 161%. Their lightweight, fast-absorbing serum delivers 24 hours of nonstop hydration for silky, smooth skin without the sticky afterfeel. Osea's latest innovation combines the magic of their best-selling Hyaluronic Sea Serum with a new formula that's good for the whole body and five types of hyaluronic acid to target every layer of the skin. Osea is a woman-founded, women-led brand that's been crafting seaweed-powered products for nearly 30 years. The best part? Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code SUMMER at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code SUMMER.